Hey everyone, Brian here. This is a preview of our January Patreon-exclusive actual play episode. When we finished our Orbital Blues season, we realized there was one thing that we never got to do that we really, really wanted to do. And that was have a good old-fashioned space battle. So we decided to rejoin the crew of the 21st night of September for this Orbital Blues prequel episode. And now, with even more of everyone's favorite bloodthirsty inflatable android, Herbie. Enjoy. And welcome to the Dice Pools. Splash. Splash. Today I will be your lifeguard on duty for a little prequel Yahoo. Orbital Blues adventure with a couple of familiar faces. With me, as always, are the Many Sided Media team. They are Brian Flaherty. Hello. Shanuk to Sarah. Hi. And Abby Hepworth. Hi. So good, so nice to be here in the dice pool in a new year, first Patreon game of the new year. Happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. It's cold in the dice pool today. Starting off right by revisiting the past. Yeah. (laughs) Polar plunge. We don't look forward at Many Sided Media, we look back. Um, Today, we're going to do something that was many of our wishes during the Orbital Blues game, which was to have a space battle. So this is the dedicated space battle one-shot so we can play with all of those juicy, juicy rules that Zach Cox and Sam Sleeney made for space combat. Juicy. Space combat! Spaceships in disguise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I figured to start, we can kind of do a little overview of the space combat rules so you guys are apprised before we get into it. Does that sound like a plan? Apprise me, daddy. I think... (laughs) careful. I don't um, know. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Elliot, you didn't say no. <laughs> no, I said careful. Mm. You said careful. That mm. could go either way. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway. So, the way that space combat works in Orbital Blues is that much like Normal combat, you have initiative, but the initiative is only two turns. It is the crew's turns and then the opposing crew ship's turns. On your crew ship's turn, you will each take one action. And then on the opposing crew's turn, they will take actions equal to their mobility plus their system. Um, So in this case, the crew that you are opposing is going to be taking two actions per turn. So it'll be three actions for you guys, two actions for them. Yeah, suck it. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, you guys are stacked. So you might be like, what can I do on one of these fancy-dancy ship turns? Well, I have laid out, you know, all of the various crew actions you can take. So those include helm, move the ship between ranges, roll a mobility check to do a number of different things such as perform evasive maneuvers, make an attack run, or ram. You might use the sensors to make an observation check for the ship, Um, roll a systems check to use different things like calibrating the sensors or targeting an enemy ship or locking on you can use the community 
You can use the cum. You can use the communication system. Talk or deliver a message to another ship within remote range. So if you want to hail the other ship and start talking shit, that's how you do it. You can also send a mayday signal. You could jam signals of nearby ships, or you could communicate far out within the system. You might also choose to repair the ship if you're starting Never. to take too much of a beating. Okay, no, not we're not repairing the ship in this game. <laughs> yeah, just, Abigail. Skip, just, just skip these rules. <laughs> just skip these ones. Just skip that one. Um, you pick a damage stat. You roll a, um, a body check to patch it up, increase the damage threshold. You can reinforce it. You can uh, do some damage control or you can do some emergency procedures. And all of these have mechanical effects that you guys have a dock up in front of to look at. Finally, the sort of last big ship move, and then there's some smaller crew moves, the big last big ship move is to make use of the ship's weapons. Yeah. So attack. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, appraisal really gets everybody going, apparently, <laughs> on this team. Um, attack an enemy in range. Pass a systems check to choose one of the following. You could broadside a target. You could... Uh, make a specific targeted shot, or you can attack multiple ships at once. So in addition to the big ship moves you can do, you can also do a number of smaller sort of I'm a person type moves. You could use one piece of crew equipment. Um, So this is like, imagine if you're running around on the ship and not necessarily manning a specific system. So you can do crew equipment, you can use one of the pieces of crew equipment that you guys have, which uh, if I remember correctly, we've got skeleton key card, five poor quality spacesuits, a bio compass, and glitchy systems comms. In addition, I believe that we are adding hull breaching charges to that list. Yeah. Do we also have like a gi- we have a giant mounted gun, right? I'll get there. I get there. <laughs> Sorry, lifeguard. What about the giant No running gun? in the pool area. Um so let me finish the action, then I'll get to the giant mountain gun. <laughs> you could also support another crew member's action by giving them the upper hand on a single check. You could jury rig part of the ship by taking one stat and putting a point from it into another one. So you're futzing around in the ship. You might take body, move it to muscle if things are going bad. That is because that when a ship takes damage, it takes damage to these stats. So stats will be going down as you're fighting. Uh, Last two moves that you can make, you can board an enemy vessel if you are within close range of them. And then finally, you can engage in some good old hand-to-hand combat if an enemy ends up on your ship or if you end up on an enemy's ship. What about the giant? Now, what about the big cannon? What about the giant cannon? <laughs> but, Elia, what about the giant mountain? So, here's cannon? the fun part this mission is the mission in which you got that giant cannon. So, you do not have it for this ship battle Yay! because that is what you were trying to retrieve. So, one of the things I need y'all to do before we get started is to choose what weapon you do have on the ship right now that is a non military weapon from the list of ship weapons. And, Elliot. Uh, per my tooled up gamut, yes. I have also added, uh, with your permission, electromagnetic grapples. Yes, I do have ship. electromagnetic grapples noted as one of the weapons. So you guys are going to, because your body is two, you can have three weapons. So you're going to have two of those slots filled. And this is the mission to fill that third slot, essentially. Hell yeah. 
So on the ship armory, you your options are non-military, so you could have a battering ram, boarding hooks, gatling gun, harpoon cannon, mining laser, pulse laser, salvage claw, salvage lasers, and that's it. Could you just repeat all of those one more time? No. <laughs> could you actually could you repeat them in alphabetical order backwards, please? Uh, yeah, that's pretty easy because I just have to read the list back. They're in alphabetical order, thankfully. Um, <laughs> that I didn't notice that is telling. <laughs> We're doing what's great. A, what's a mining I'm laser? I'm thriving. Um, a mining laser is uh, an improvised laser that has the explosive property. And I know what you're thinking. What's the explosive property? Damages nearby structures when fired. On a hit, reduce a mob size by double the normal amount. Oh my god, I forgot how fucked up mobs are in this. I don't think we have to worry about mobs because we're fighting against a ship. Famous last words, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> also, you have to choose whether it is additionally loud or has limited ammo if you go with an explosive uh, mining laser. Oh, let's go with loud because loud doesn't matter in space battles. Yeah, there's no Fuck sound off. in space. <laughs> <laughs> loud doesn't matter in space. So that's what we're doing, mining laser? Wait, what would whoa, 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 no whoa. one said that. Calm down. <laughs> we have a the electromagnetic magnetic grapple, so I don't think we need like boarding hooks or harpoon cannons. I think we want like a thing to shoot. You also are able to, even if you don't have a battering ram, ram a ship, you just also might take damage. But then you won't have a gun. So there's drawbacks. You guys get essentially get to choose between something that helps you slam into them or a gun. Does just as far as because we would know what we're going into, going into the battle. Is the gun that we're trying to get on the ship that we're attacking? No. Okay, so it's not like we would necessarily want to get close to the ship and board it in order to take Oh, I thought you meant on as in attached. Um, You don't know that yet. Okay. I vote pulse laser. Yeah, okay. Pulse laser. Lasers in disguise. <laughs> uh, pulse laser sounds cool. Cool. What is because it's uh, personal and precise. What is precise? So precise means you can target specific spots on something without um, doing against the odds. So if you explained to me that you wanted to hurt a specific part of their ship, I'd probably just make it so that you get to pick which stat it hurts. Great. Okay. That that's helpful. I really thought you were going to say you get to target specific individuals on the ship. No, that's what that means. (laughs) I want to headshot the person driving the ship. Um. (laughs) <laughs> in some other little quirks of combat that you might encounter is disturbances. These are things in space that add sort of a environmental hazards that might impose, you know, uh, an against the odds roll or it might limit one of your stats. Um, and you will come become aware of those as you run into them. Great. So you all have chosen to have the, the current weapon on the 21st night of September be a pulse laser. Another thing that you can do when you are on a ship is that you should note is that you can take the wheel, which means that you spend a point of heart to instead of rolling with the ship stat, roll with your related stat to the action. And you can make an argument for how you'd apply that. So like if you want to take the wheel and like maneuver the ship wildly and you think that's like a muscle thing because you're like grabbing the wheel, you can spend a heart to use muscle instead of the ship's. Um, mobility store. And just uh, so you guys know, uh, my character has the ability, the Gambit Ace Pilot, so I can always use Savvy instead of Mobility for stat checks. So I might be the best person to 
take the wheel. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll decide who takes the wheel, big guy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, are there any questions about ship combat rules before we get started? The only thing I want to go over is um, taking damage. So I mentioned that the ship, when it takes damage, that damage is dealt to stats. Specifically, you will roll a d6 to determine which stat that affects. When you are dealt three or more damage by a weapon attack, hit by an attack from a military or melee weapon specifically, damaged by a disturbance, or damaged by some other kind of action interpreted by me to mean that you need to roll. When you roll that d6, one through three damage body, four damages mobility, five damages systems, and if you roll a six, you roll twice and keep both. So you don't want to roll a six on that ship damage roll. If at any point two of your stats drop to below zero, the ship's power grid becomes damaged and the ship essentially becomes like stuck in space. You're kind of sitting ducks for someone to board your ship. If it drops zero, all three – sorry, if all three stats drop to zero, you have to abandon ship because that is – the ship is about to be destroyed. Most – Combats in the Frontier Galaxy, the book says, do not end in a ship being destroyed because generally people want to steal what you have. So um, that's usually not people's intention, but it's still possible. Also, because this is a prequel, the 21st night of December will not be entirely destroyed. <laughs> Suppose it has some plot armor um, in that way. It's pre-paint job. Mm-hmm. Pre-paint job. Just a, a point of clarification. I think it's specifically stats have to drop below zero. Otherwise, like if so, we they can one be at zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, because otherwise, like we have a certain stat that's at zero currently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're totally right. You're totally right. So getting hit additionally once it's at zero is a is a bad, 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 bad thing. Any other questions? Basically, but uh, whenever we hit, we're doing. You basically have to clear a certain level to be able to hit. So either hit with a military weapon or deal three or more damage. And then we will deal one damage to us. Like we're always dealing yes, one damage. You're, all to de- a you're always dealing one damage. I'm going to copy the ship damage stuff in here for you guys as well. So I recall a time when I mocked repair jobs. Yeah, I'm I recall that. Going to take it back and own up to the fact that that was wrong. And I think we should start by repairing. Mm. <laughs> It's good that you've grown since yeah. since yeah. Uh, since 10 minutes ago. It's okay to admit your mistakes and to learn and grow from them. And I think that's the lesson that we all need to learn today, slash mostly just me, multiple times. And that is your dice pool moral of the day. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> it's the dice pool moral of the day. Moral of the day. Moral. Um, all right. So, guys, ready to jump the fuck in? Splash! Yeah. Splash! 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 They can't hear you splash. When you're jumping in space, in space no splash. one can hear you splash. Damn it. Splash! Splash! I'm going to read a little intro. I am not going to do uh, Brian's Orbital Blues voice. I'm going to do mostly my voice. If that's all right with everyone. Yeah. Yar. Yeah. 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 You might remember the 21st night of September. (laughs) You might remember its crew and their trials and tribulations in the return to the Sutler system. You might remember a bar fight that ended in death or an underground boxing match where our interstellar outlaws stood against their troubled pasts. But this isn't their story. Well, not all of them. We return to the 21st night of September, years before there was a full crew aboard 
back when it was just two. Abby and Shnu, could you please reintroduce your characters to us? I'm playing Kumari, they, them. They uh, are a tall, lanky person wearing like a long, long duster, leather boots. They are missing one arm and they have both their eyes in place. There's no eye patch. Haven't gone to the war yet. (laughs) And uh, they are... um, the captain of the 21st night of September. And I am Maria James, just the most basic bitch you ever did meet. I'm wearing my, my signature overalls and my pigtails and a, a nice hat. Uh, maybe I got a bandana that looks a little brighter than usual. Uh, and I am Kumari's friend from home who got dragged on this ship. <laughs> Not necessarily knowing what I was signing up for, but, you know, Kumari needs needs a, a bud, so I'm here to help. But wait, there's someone else on this ship. Or should I say, something else. Brian, could you introduce your character? Hey, hi, and howdy. I'm Herbie, a B41100N series inflatable android from the CalStar Corporation. <laughs> You might see me as kind of like a Baymax type figure. I'm I'm a, a large inflatable balloon person, but I'm entirely covered in armor. This makes it a little bit easier to me not getting popped. It happens, and then we gotta go on replacing his parts. We patch him up, and uh, I'm also crank powered. <laughs> we know our friends Kamari and Maria's troubles, but uh, Brian, could you tell us what Herbie's troubles and gambits are? Troubling gambits are? Well, let me tell you, for a long time, Herbie's line of androids was built to be babysitters, nurses, and personal assistants. They'd be able to use their balloon bodies to cushion falls, act as stress relief punching bags, and give particularly good hugs. However, he no longer lets people punch him, but he still gives pretty good hugs, though they're not as comfortable as they used to be due to his metal exoskeleton armor. His trouble is bloodthirsty. Now, you may wonder <laughs> you may wonder how a hug and punching bag ever became to be bloodthirsty. Well, one day, he was working for a C-suite executive for the CalStar Corporation as a personal assistant droid and regular punching bag, and he decided to punch back. <laughs> Way to go, Herbie. <laughs> Unfortunately, I also killed that C-suite executive and had to <laughs> flee quickly from CalStar. <laughs> My line has since been recalled, and I've been on the run ever since. <laughs> Fantastic. Herbie's gambits are tooled up, which uh, gains us an additional piece of crew equipment, hull-breaching charges, and an additional weapon for the ship, which I got straight from the CalStar uh, prototype room, an electromagnetic grappler. This is a military binding weapon, though it does have limited ammo. And also, turns out I'm an ace pilot. I can always use savvy instead of mobility for stat checks, and I can spend a point of heart to choose two options instead of one when I roll a successful helm ship action. (laughs) 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 Kamari Maria, do you want to remind us about your troubles and gambits? My trouble's orbital blues, and my gambit is the captain. Maria James, the trouble is that she's just a brick in a wall. 
she had an uneventful life before now, and she don't really know how she ended up here. And her gambit is the perfect lie. When you tell someone a lie with a straight face, they always believe you. Once per session, you can perfectly convince someone of a lie. Wonderful. And as we know from our first session or from our first go-round of this, that um, there is the transitive property of lies. So if I lie to someone and they believe me and they pass that information along, it remains true. true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No one one in the chain will doubt it. So... Herbie, Kumari, Maria, you guys decided to take a job, not for someone, but for yourselves on a on a good lead. Your ship needs a new weapon if you are ever going to hold your own as outlaws in the frontier galaxy. The pulse laser, it's not going to work forever. You need something military grade. You got a lead on a military-grade multi-cannon sitting in a warehouse ready to be taken down on Anderson Installation, a small moon used for storage by Calstar Private Military. You thought this was going to be an easy score. No problem. They said, warehouse, barely guarded, you're going to be in and out. But Anderson Installation is known for something else. There is a small ring of space debris, bygone ships, used artillery shells that circle this moon. A graveyard of unfortunate souls that you had to pass your way through as you approach the surface. We are going to start in the warehouse where you know the military cannon to be. You have just entered... You can see the area where you go. You have the, the, the box code. And as you go to approach it, the wall to the side explodes and a crew of no good, dirty, rotten space pirates enters in to try and take the same damn thing. And that is all for this Patreon preview. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, head on over right now to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod to become a member. Your support helps us to keep making this show and also gets you brand new actual plays and talkbacks each and every month. As of the time of this recording, there are almost 30 hours of bonus content on our Patreon. So you're getting a lot of cool stuff for your money. So go check out the link in our show notes or go to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod to join the dice pool. Splash! Splash!